Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Journey Now podcast. We have a special edition today. Um, I'm here with my friends, Sam Barnhart, our care pastor at Journey. Hello. And Adam and Annie Egan. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So this last Sunday at Journey, we had a really special Sunday. Um, We invited Amy Alexander, who is from the founder and executive director of the Refuge Center. And we have partnered with the Refuge Center for several years now. Mm -hmm. Um, They have been so gracious and generous with helping us provide mental health care to people in our community. Um, and you know, we're just looking for ways to deepen our partnership with them because they add so much to not just our community at journey, but the whole, our whole community in middle Tennessee and in Williamson County. And so, um, we talked a lot about the importance of paying attention to mental health. Um, but also what we as a church, like what our role is in caring for one another and supporting each other on our journeys. Um, one of the things we offer is Sam. He's our, <laughs> our care pastor, and he's amazing. At, mm-hmm. You Agreed. are amazing at uh, what you do. You guys are very kind. And you've <laughs> built a care team of people because you're not meant to do this alone That's either. Right. That's right. Um, but we have like different ways that we come alongside one another in caring for for our community. You meet with people in sort of a triage way. Yeah. Um, and then there comes a point often when you need to refer them out for clinical right. professional help, right? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, <clears throat> I talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but the process for me, I, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of like the triage at a hospital, right? Like the catch all, it all comes through or generally speaking, it comes, those things come through me, whether challenges or, or struggles or when people need help. And, uh, and I'll sit with them a time or two and kind of help figure out how we can guide them to the to the expert. Yeah. Right? Um, and sometimes it's just people just need somebody to talk to, and 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 so I'm always available for that as mm-hmm. well. So awesome. Yeah. Well, and our team too, because we have an amazing bunch of people. Yeah, we who, really do. Yeah, who are praying for our community all the time, all every week. Our staff does, mm-hmm. and we pray for our you know, the, the, the prayer requests that come in and, you know, the, uh, from our, from our prayer board there. Um, and we have people who are willing to walk alongside you if mm-hmm. you're facing challenges. We also have, uh, you know, when, when they're like tangible kind of, kind of needs yeah. our creative hospitality piece of that care team. So yeah. yeah, covers, covers quite a bit. So with that on Sunday, Adam and Annie, uh, approached us and said, Hey, <laughs> yeah. we've got a story to tell because yeah. we, you guys have actually lived through this process of coming to Sam and going to the refuge center specifically yeah. and getting the help that you need. So I just want to say to our listeners, if you have young ears around you, or if you've experienced some of these things we're going to be talking about today, um, we just want to tell you up front, we're going to be talking about things like addiction, abuse, and trauma. And so just just be aware that yeah. that's going to come up in the conversation. And we also can never stress enough, if you need help, um, 
any kind of help. If you need someone to talk to, if you need a referral to um, some counseling services, if you need a referral for professional spiritual direction, if you need mentorship from someone on the care team, um, just give us a call or email sam at journeytn.com and we'd be really glad to support you wherever you are in your journey. So with that being said, Adam and Annie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> yeah, where do we start? Um, so I want to I want to take a side note real quick and just say we are currently in it. Yeah. yeah. We are currently yeah. in counseling. Yep. Um, we currently see Sam probably once a month now, um, a little less than it was mm-hmm. a couple months back, but mm-hmm. we are still in it and it's a good we point still to have make. our That's work awesome. to do That's, and yeah. we're still it's a constant. It's not a there's there's not an ending for us. And yeah. don't you yeah, I mean don't you feel like a, with a lot of stuff like this like it's 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 a companion that will show up in lots of different ways through different times of life depending yes. on the need. Mm-hmm. A good friend told us, you know, we you're supposed to stay on the same your your side of the street, but there's always a ditch six feet from you. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can good. always find yourself back there if you're not that's doing the work true. on your path. Yeah. 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 Um, so thank you for that advice, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's think. Well, our marriage was just kind of really rocky for a really long time. Let's just start there. Um, we, we did the, um, didn't deal with conflict. We just didn't even address it. So just, we brushed everything under the rug. Yeah. And so the rug was really tall. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a new step. Yeah. Um, and so we, we did that for most of our marriage. We're about to celebrate 10 years. And so uh, it kind of all blew up, though, throughout the pandemic. I would say that everything else, you know, like everybody else, it got heightened. Yeah. All of our... We were pr- near each other way too long. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Too many steps yeah. of time. Um, but yeah, so... We, uh, we were on our way to a divorce. We were both, I think we both thought that was the best solution. And we, um, I think we thought we had tried everything. Um, but we were so in it, you know, just, you have no perspective yeah. and no peripheral vision. We both wanted each other to change, but knew they weren't going to. So the only solution was out yeah. <laughs> for us. Yeah. That's what it seemed. And like I think also time. in that, um, you both wanted each other to change, but were somewhat blinded to the changes that you oh, each needed to, oh, yeah. to I, make for yourselves, I right? For sure. It if if Adam was this certain way, I would be the perfect Annie. And mm. I'm sure he felt the same way. If if Annie would just act and be this, then my life would be completely different. Yeah. Better. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. The other person was the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so we came to you pretty desperate, honestly. I think that was in the fall of last year. Yeah, maybe November. No, yeah, we had a big fight. We were on we were on a trip in Costa Rica with all of our friends for Thanksgiving, and we had a big blow up in the Baltimore airport. And yeah, we got we didn't talk to each other for forty eight forty eight hours after that trip. Mm-hmm. And we, I think the first thing I said once we spoke was like, "Hey, I think we need to start figuring out how to live separately." And then we were like, well, we need to reach out to Sam. Yeah. And or journey, I think at that well, point, what I made think we you want to, yeah. yeah. What made you want to reach out? I mean, if you knew you wanted to end the marriage, like, were you just trying to 
consciously uncouple to, in the words yeah, of yeah. Chris Martin. <laughs> he wanted to like do it the right yeah, way. We, yeah. And I think we both, as much as we didn't want to say we had a little hope, I guess we did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. I think we reluctantly went into like, all right, well, everybody says this is the last, like separation is the last thing before right. divorce. So guess we're at that point, like mm-hmm. reluctantly. Because I think both of us, if we had given the option of, you know, here are the papers. Do you want to sign? I think both of us would have probably Re- picked up the pen and maybe wrote something down, whether it was it our sure. name or not. Yeah. But <laughs> we well, were that close. I I remember first sitting down with you guys because I kind of asked that, like, what mm-hmm. what's the purpose of this? Are you is this like a slow approach to like we're done, or is this we have some hope, even though it might be just a glimmer of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you guys even had an answer at that point. You just didn't know. Now, maybe you I think maybe we, you can see that more clearly now. But I think the thing that was going through my mind is I just want to end it well. I don't want to, like, be mad at each other. Like, yeah. I want to be able to, like, be in the same room and be cordial. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my solution was, like, okay, well, we'll go through the steps that everybody said. You got to go to marriage counseling one last time. You right. got to, you know, meet mm-hmm. with your pastor, you know, one, one last, last time. time. Yeah. And so I think that was my thought process about it. Mm-hmm. Um but little did we know, like yeah. a lot changed. Yeah, yeah. and a backdrop is we uh, we had been to a couple of marital counselors, and for long stints. Yeah, yeah, and they, I, I don't know if we just didn't jive well with them. I think they had the right like attitude, and they were they meant everything well towards us. But I don't think it was. I think we needed somebody to, like kick our butt mm. and we'd never had that it was always gentle mm-hmm. and we were like oh we're beyond the gentle point yeah <laughs> that, you guys actually said wrestling. that coming in we yeah, yeah we, we said we need this point. something stern but you yeah. know the, the other thing is is once we got that separation both in in both of us a willingness grew like we both became willing to address things be open about things and be um i think like a big change in Annie that I've seen in the past six months is she now will admit her faults. Mm. She'll say, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, that didn't used to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, how the, did that happen? It was, well, it, it, the reason why <laughs> I wouldn't for so long is like, it was my only defense. I'm like, if that goes down, then mm. I'm raw. Mm. I'm done. Left. I have nothing like, yeah. If he kicks that down, that's, that's the end of me. Yeah. So it was like my one, last protection of myself was to be right was to be right and to be like not let him know i had a weakness mm. or like that like there's one last strong point in me he can't take this one yeah. yeah uh so it was like tooth and nail i was like not gonna let it happen yeah um and i think honestly when the separation happened and I think I can speak this for both of us. It was like a sigh of relief. It was oh, like yeah. a breath of fresh air when you've been in a hot car. Yeah, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was amazing. We finally got to breathe. We were like yeah. holding our breath. Yeah. I mean, we'd been playing roommates for so long. Yeah. Um, well, roommates also that every time you saw each other, there was something wrong to point out to you. Yeah. Yep. Whether it was about you or the things that you were doing or anything. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was that game for many years at this point. So let's be clear about a few things for the listener. Um, we started, so we started pursuing a separation in November. That's right. We weren't able to execute it till February. It took us three months to figure out. We were 
at that point a one car family so we had to figure out how to afford a second car afford two rents um it took us three months to find another place to live for one of us yeah um we went back and forth on who was going to be the one to move out and i think that was a fight in itself that was a fight in itself (laughs) um it ended up being annie and there was a lot of conflict around that i kind of i might have pulled the fast one i don't know um but you can admit it you did (laughs) what what ended up happening was annie moved out um i stayed in the house uh i got a new car this is making me sound like a jerk wow um (laughs) the separation was three months long um for let's 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 define that yeah so kind of just to give the listeners kind of an idea of the process when you guys came yeah it it wasn't an immediate we're just separating. We we met quite a few times to kind of figure out what this would look like mm-hmm. and yep. and to have conversation around actually what was going on kind of underneath. Yep. Um and and I think through that we uncovered some 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 things um that maybe they were they presented themselves but they maybe weren't always the the main presenting issue. Mm-hmm. Um and so we've just put together a, a game plan for how to um that that really it could have gone either way, yeah. honestly, right? And I think you you guys were at we, that place. We had to be open to both. You had to be open mm-hmm. to both, mm-hmm. correct? And you know, I I said it at the beginning, which is I you know sometimes you guys may not have hope to hold on to, but I'm going to hold on to that hope for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that's a that's a piece of it. Is sometimes some uh, somebody else just believing along with you that that it's possible, and you know, and so when we when we started. Uh, we started meeting, worked through some of that, and then when the time came to separate, um, then that the process we, we decided on three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first month was not really any contact other than an emergency. Correct. Which right? I don't think we utilized that at all, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't we, think you we did. pretty much didn't. Yeah, correspond at all. So it was pretty much no no contact, and you both agreed on that and honored mm-hmm. that with one another. And it, I will say that's a, I think that's an essential piece to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was very helpful. That for me. was, I think, what allowed us to like get our breath mm-hmm. back to kind of pull away yeah. to mm-hmm. be able to see. We we didn't have any pressure again. from the other person. Yeah, well, and find new rhythms. Or guilt. Yeah, like we were stuck in so many ruts that we had co-created, yeah. and I was like, oh, I get to like be me again. Yeah. And find out how I want to live a life again, you know? Yeah. And that was very yeah. crucial to that. Yeah. Well, and then the second month was we introduced a little bit more communication. And that was, what, once a week, I believe, you guys did a... Well, we... We did a check-in once a... Once, I think we chose Sunday. We would check in and just say, hey, is there anything you need to know? Or is there anything I need to tell you? Yeah, and it was kind of based on, you know, we've got animals. So it was like mm-hmm. anything about animals or um, or bills, you <laughs> yeah. know, hey, did you pay this bill kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, very, so the, it was very v- factual, very kind yeah, of like dry. a business agreement kind yeah. of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys honored that month one. You honored that month two. And the, remember, the big thing was our, we had a dear friend that was having a big birthday right. party. And mm-hmm. so we were trying to figure out how to navigate that. We were both invited to this birthday party. Who gets to go? <laughs> how do we act with each I other? Think, was that at the end of month two? It that was, was, yes. It was the end of, yeah, end of March. And so what we chose to do was we didn't want our first time seeing each other again to be in front of all our friends. So right. we chose to get dinner the night before. That's right. And I would say, honestly, for me, that's where a lot of my heart started to change Yeah. Um, towards her. Um, that was a really fantastic conversation. 
and I just saw a new side of Annie, and I think she saw a new side in me. We'll get into what uh, some of the work that we started yeah. doing. But the um, beauty of that, though, is I can see that like there was like a change in your guys's countenance yep. the next time that we that we sat down. Like something had shifted. Yeah, and so it was a really fun weekend because we got to have dinner, and we both we both went into that dinner like have they been have they been doing their work? Are they still mm-hmm. the same person, yep. or are they, you know, are they? What are they like now? Right. And so, I mean, we definitely both came in cautious and nervous, but yeah. you know, nervous, a little fear. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it it didn't take long. I, I would say it was probably like 15, 30 minutes where it was like, oh, we, we can still have like a good conversation. And then, I mean, that lasted two and a half, three hours that dinner. And it was just yeah, talking about what our new life is like, you yeah. know, and what we, I don't think we got into what a life together would be like yet at that point. But, I think we did talk a little bit about dreaming. Oh, yeah. What, I think you're right. Uh, a little bit about it, but I don't remember many details well, on the, that. And the beauty in that was the timing of that worked well because then that third month was inter- reintroducing like some more contact yeah, interactions, and hang out yeah. interaction mm-hmm. yeah, with Maybe one another, like some date dates. If, or, yeah, yeah. you're willing yeah. and we, uh, ready. Yeah. Because once once we had the dinner, then there was the birthday party the next night. Then we started to introduce a little more. I think we would. It wasn't like a daily text, but it would. We would start to have a little more correspondence yeah. over text, and That's it right. become a little became a little more flirty and a little more like natural rather than just like yeah, um, businessy. And so mm-hmm. by the middle of the third month, I then planned kind of a elaborate date and. And that I would say it was another turning point. We went and had a road trip together and yeah. had a, had a full right. day and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think I would say typical old Adam didn't make any much of a priority. And so I think it was, you've told me that it, it was a pretty big deal for you that I like went out of my way, planned this whole day for us. Yeah, and it was definitely oriented around... Something you love. Something I love. I mean, Adam enjoyed it too, but it was a passion that I have had since I remember what furniture is um, or house houses are. And so when, when he planned this, I just felt very seen and very mm. like cared for or like, wow, he really like this trip was based around what he thought I would like yeah. and not like, Oh, she'll probably like it. It's something I like anyway. You know, yeah. like, well, it's just a very intentional mm, way of saying you matter. Mm-hmm. You yeah. like, I see you again. Yes. Yep. You know, yeah. So cool. Because I think we had built up such a belief that, like I did, I believed that we had nothing in common anymore. Yeah. I was like, we're, we, I don't even know what to talk to this person about. Like, mm-hmm. we, uh, there's nothing to talk Like, we would have so many dinners where we like, we just ate our food. We didn't talk. And well, so, we'd watch TV. It would be yeah. our escape mechanism. It would allow us to not talk. Cause yeah. Which that even happening. was a big shift that you guys have made. Yeah. Right? We've I made mean, some. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our life is completely different. Totally different. Is anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just radical what yeah. has happened in the past six months. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, how about maybe kind of, uh, that, that's kind of how the process went. And the beauty mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. now we're on kind of the, the backside of that. And mm-hmm. you guys are uh, once again living together and working towards this new marriage that you want. Like you said yeah. at the beginning, you know, it's, we're not done. <laughs> like the yeah. work isn't done, no. right? The no, work honestly daily. is just beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's new work that you guys are putting in towards uh, for the other. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I talk a lot with couples in premarital and in marriage uh, counseling and care that 
oftentimes we get so busy fighting with one another that we forget to fight for our marriage. There's already enough mm-hmm. things coming against our marriage. Yeah. Yep. Right? It's the truth. And so I feel like that's kind of that's of what's happened with you guys is you've you've turned away from the battling with one another and now you're battling against the things that want to take your marriage down. For sure. Mm-hmm. So you what know? did it look like for you guys once you separated? Like what did that what did it look like for yeah. you to pursue your own work? Like, and, I'll let you and start. when did you okay. come together with marriage counseling again? Yeah. So, I mean, my work, I, I mean, I've been kind of a walking ball of chaos most of my life. Um, I, it ties a lot to my childhood. Um, I have a lot of trauma. I'm going to cry probably. It's okay, um, but yeah, I was sexually abused. Mm. Uh, I think I was six, seven. It's all kind of foggy. Um, and then, yeah, my home life was just really chaotic. We didn't have bare necessities. We didn't have heat in the winter. We didn't have running water sometimes. So I I learned how to survive really young. You know, I, be, you know, I got good at like finding the good best friend that had, mm-hmm. you know, like I would stay over friends' houses a lot where moms would make hot dinners and have mm. hot showers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I just, be, I was really resourceful, but I had to grow up really young. Mm. Um, and so uh, I um, I would say I learned how to escape reality by numbing out. And that has take, ma- taken many forms. Um, and I would say the most constant is a, an addiction to pornography. Um, and then food. Uh, nowadays, you know, now there's Netflix and social media and um, I, in the pandemic, I got into marijuana use. Um, and so, so yeah, it just uh, kept escalating, yeah. you know, and I, I got really good at uh, hiding and being sneaky and I kind of adapt, I kind of accepted that I was just kind of always going to be this kind of um, gross guy. Like that was the word that I hmm. believed about myself. Wow. Um, so yeah, I had a lot, a lot of work to do. I got into SA six years ago, um, and I would get two months of sobriety and then relapse, or you know, six months. I think six, six months was my longest at that point. What uh, did, can you say just briefly what SA is for someone who might not know? Sexaholics Anonymous. Okay. Um, and it's it's the gamut of, you know, if you're addicted to pornography, if you meet with prostitutes and uh, you have affairs, it's it's any form of a, lust, a, lust addiction. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an addiction to lust and fantasy. It's That's where it all starts, right? It's not really mm-hmm. the physical acting out it's so i've learned a lot by getting in like very invested in the essay community about about my addiction but so over six years in and out in and out in and out being honest lying being honest like you know all these little phases um but this was kind of like the big last straw i think for the longest time i was going to just appease annie mm-hmm. i wasn't going because i believed i deserved mm. recovery that's an important yeah. that what you just said yeah that you didn't believe that you deserved recovery yeah. i mean like some people might say i didn't go for myself or whatever yeah you know that's but, the way, that's but the to truth. actually like say you didn't believe you deserved recovery that's yeah. huge and and you know i've been to so many newcomers meetings in these past yeah. six months and 
the sh- the level of shame is just so real that you start to believe that you don't mm. you you don't matter. Mm. Yeah. And so I see that on so many men's faces on day one, and uh, it uh, it's just I don't know humbling, and it, it's made me realize what a gift it is. Like now that I have some self respect, mm-hmm. and I actually can say I like myself, that mm. I would have never never been able to say that, um, and that all manifested in lots of ways on Annie. Me uh, kind of always. Um, you know, just being kind of a jerk to her, always kind of being judgmental of her. I think I could, because I couldn't accept myself, I couldn't accept her. Hmm. Um, and so, so practically on December 31st is my sobriety date of 2021. So January 1st, I hit, hit a meeting again, but it was like I was starting over mm-hmm. and they, they have a thing in SA called 90 and 90 where you do 90 meetings in 90 days. And I've essentially just done the 90 and 90 extended. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done, um, I've, I've lost, well, I, I have a daily planner and I keep track. No, that's sobriety. Day. So what does that mean that you went to a meeting every single day? Every yes. Day. Multiple sometimes, wow. right, Adam? Mostly just one, okay. one a okay. day. Yeah. So I've, I've, I just do a meeting a day. Wow. Um, I mean, if the if a work thing really pops up and it's really important, or if I'm feeling good, I now I'm getting I'm I, I treated recovery like my job mm-hmm. for the yeah. first first three months. Yeah. Um, I so everything's changed. I because of the pandemic and my eating obsession and my marijuana use, I gained forty pounds. Mm-hmm. I or I got up to two hundred three, and I'm now sitting here at one sixty one. So I've lost forty pounds. Yeah, wow. I've changed my diet drastically. I only I'm now eating vegetarian and all sorts of stuff. I I I couldn't run a mile on January first. Now I'm running three miles three times a That's week. Awesome, amazing. Um, so I've really gotten into fitness. Um, every morning I wake up, I do a meditation. I use the Headspace app. I then um, pull out my daily planner and I plan my whole day. I do do a list of five things I'm grateful for. I then have the essay daily. Con- daily connection book so there's like a daily reading so I do that and then I have a codependency book that I do a daily reading out of then I memorize the John A. Cuff affirmations from the book soundtracks and so then I go look at myself in the mirror and I say my affirmations to myself and now I've added a, um, a 10 minute daily prayer as well um, before the affirmation so it's my morning routine is about an hour and a half long now um, and I do it every day and that's how I start my day. And then I'm a different, it really helps. I think that's you amazing. Up. Yeah, it sets you up to, to yeah. be when, successful that day. When did you did you start that during your first month? Oh, I, start, I started all this on January 1st. Yeah, okay. I haven't missed the day of meditations in January since January 1st. I haven't missed a day. Here's what I think is really interesting is that, you know, you kind of listed your things your, that you do daily mm-hmm. and like you've just added in prayer. And I think some people in from the way, you know, we've grown up yeah, or yeah. some of our backgrounds might be like, well, why aren't you reading your Bible? And why aren't you, prayer should have been the first thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such an interesting thing to me because like, do you feel like the work that you were doing to like, when you say like you were, 
you were treating your recovery like your job, like your full-time job. Mm -hmm. Like there's no formula for anyone specifically, but it sounds like to me, like you had to do those things first in order to even open yourself up to a conversation with God. 100%. Yeah. Cause I had to, um, be in a place to accept a higher power. Yeah. I didn't accept me just like my relationship mm -hmm. with my wife. You know, mm -hmm. my, my relationship with God has been so transactional. My whole, I've been a Christian since I was four. Yeah. yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but but honestly, I mean, this this church has been huge, but I'll say the Church of SA has been massive for my recovery, for my walk with God. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, learning a new like definition of surrender, mm -hmm. uh, that has been vital for me. And so I, I, I would say we got these new daily planners just this past month, and so we're we're trying them out. They're called the monk manuals and it's very about, Oh, I've seen those. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. really yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. So we're, it, it challenges you to add a new habit once a month. Mm -hmm. And so I've got it. I've got meditation. I've got gratitude lists. I've got my diet, my exercise all really locked in. So I didn't need to do that. But my thing is, is I want, I realize why I'm a control freak, why I am fearful of giving over my life to God is because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So to trust him, if I can really know him, I'm going to be able to trust him. And then I'm going to be able to really surrender Yeah. all these desires I have. Because I've got big ambitions for my life. Yeah. And it's like, you can have him. You know, one day he can have him. The next day I want him back. You know, because mm -hmm. I don't trust that he's going to do, do what yeah. I want with my life. Right. Yeah. And so the, the whole recovery process of really le learning how to let go and really being like... I can't control a lot. I used to try to control everything. I've got today, right now, yeah. right here. Mm -hmm. I'm with you guys talking. And when I, when life gets more simple, when I follow the one day at a time mantra, uh, and that, like, what I'm get, what I need provided, God is going to provide for me, mm -hmm. like right here, right now. It makes things way more simple rather than about my career and my bank account, yeah. and the size that's of my right. house and all that stuff. That's awesome. Good. And so. Um, that's what that's what's working for me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Annie, can you talk a little bit about kind of you guys meeting and then coming into that, right? So Adam, obviously, you know, up until recently, it's been this back and forth, this 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 struggle, and not that they're all gone. Yeah. But just <laughs> when you guys met, like you were aware of of some of his story yeah so um when i i moved to nashville in march of march i believe of 2010 and uh two weeks later the flood happened mm. and then a week after that i started going to journey i had a mutual friend um i have a friend who moved to orlando she had a friend who moved here and so i got to connect with him and he was like yeah i have a great church if you want to go came to journey for the first time and basically met all the people that I do life with now. <laughs> and, um, it was one of those people were Adam. And so I guess Adam saw me and was like, I'm going to pursue her. I was very annoyed at the time. <laughs> I was very reluctant to, I mean, I had just gotten out of a year prior, had just gone out of a long-term relationship too, that did not end well. So I was at that point, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to jump into anything. 
but he wore me down and um, was really sweet one day. I was sick and it kind of showed me like, oh, he could take care of me. Like he, he is somebody that is willing to like sacrifice himself to take care of me when I'm sick. And so that kind of sparked some stuff. And um, I did, he was pretty open and honest about the, about his childhood and his experience and um, his addiction from, you know, an early age. And so I went into this relationship knowing most of, of everything. I, you know, I may not have known all the, you know, little minute details to it, but I knew enough to, you know, say yeah. peace or like, let's, let's go, let's yeah. do this. Um, but I also didn't see that as like the defining factor of who he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew it was a part of him, but I knew it wasn't him. So I didn't feel like unconfident moving forward in our relationship. Yeah. Um, what, you know, 10 years, uh, five, six years later, what I came to realize is it was more active than I thought. And so that so was you when I started pushing some buttons. That he had it under, that it was under control I a little more? I thought it was or? a little more of a um, past. Okay. And not a present. Got you. Uh, I knew that the struggle would always be a present thing, but it, I didn't know how, how active the actual yeah. um, addiction was. And gotcha. so that was a little bit, I don't, I don't think it was, at, I don't think it was sad to me at first. I think it was more like mad. Mm. <laughs> I would have used another word, but I yeah. don't know if little ears are listening. <laughs> um, but, and then it grew to like sadness. And I mean, I, I pried for a little while on like the details and for some reason, details help me. When I know the details, the imagination stops. Mm-hmm. When I don't, my imagination is soars. And that just isn't necessarily a good thing when I'm trying to imagine, you know, things like that. But um, we, we did a disclosure with mm-hmm. uh, a, an old counselor at Refuge Center yeah. probably seven years ago where we got into some details but even that counselor was like you don't she, he was telling her she doesn't need to right. know some of these things yeah um which was another point of tension but mm-hmm. i just thought i'd mention well it, a lot of people told me that yeah and i kept telling them okay you might think what the general population needs but what i'm telling you is what i know i need and so finally i i said if i don't know these things i'm leaving um and i think that is what sparked Probably me getting more serious about mm-hmm. getting into the meeting. And it wasn't even in counseling that, that it happened. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in our bedroom. You told me one night and you, you said, okay, what is it that you need to know? And I asked. And sure enough, I, as soon as that happened, like my imagination was like, okay, these are the details that I just heard. This is like factual. And my imagination stopped soaring about all the, all the other spirals I can go into. Right. Um, and so that was, that was a turning point in me, like understanding it better or like knowing, and, and a lot of people told me in, in the past, you know, it's not my role. And at first I, I can understand that in a different context and different meaning now that I've been through recovery, um, or am in recovery. But at the time I was like, no, like this is my marriage. How dare you tell me I can't be in it. Like, I felt like it was like not my responsibility to know about it or, or hear about it or, 
um, be a confidant in it or, and it wasn't, I don't think in the beginning it was the control I wanted. It was the, like, I wanted to be hands-on in my marriage. Um, like fully immersed. Fully immersed. Yes. The good and the bad. Yeah. But now I can, I know it transformed in the control. Right. And uh, maybe some manipulation and definitely some um, enabling. Okay. Like, I know that it turned into that from right. there. But I think in the beginning, it was more of like, I just want to be involved in the marriage that I'm in. And right now, everybody's telling me I shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, this is driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah. So you said something that I think would also be really helpful to talk about briefly is like, you know, you talked about how you're in recovery, mm-hmm. but he's the one with the addiction. Yes, but... talk about that yeah it's really easy to point the finger oh and i did my finger was quite long and it pointed quite nicely and um a a good friend who also goes to journey um is in a life of recovery as well and she's like i bet you you would find some support in this these groups and i think she's She's been telling me about it for probably a year before mm-hmm. I went into it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm like, why the hell would I go into recovery? I'm not the one who mm-hmm. has an addiction. Right. And um, it, it almost felt a little offensive in the beginning. And then I, you know, at the lowest low, I was just like, sure, why not? What else? What else am I going to do? Well try it, yeah, right? Yeah, might as well try it. Um, I'm ready to sign papers now, so mm-hmm. why not? And so um, I remember walking in those rooms, and I think the first couple times I went, I go I go t- uh, twice a week. So what what was it? What were you going to? Um, I was going to S Anon, which is um, okay. Sexaholics Anonymous support group, um, mm-hmm. and for family and spouses, yeah. family, and... friends, mm-hmm. you know somebody, and I mean, right? It's if it affects you in any way. And she's still going. She, it's not worse. She's still yeah, going. Yeah, I still yeah. go twice a week. Yep. Um, and I remember being in those rooms. The first couple of times I was like, I've, I hate that I'm in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I should not be in here. This is not where I need to be. I'm not an addict. And then the more and more I realized, like, okay, my attention got caught up on, wow, these people understand mm. every word I am saying because they have lived it in some form. Mm. That's right. Um, maybe not my direct story, but yeah. they have, they're, they're in these lives too. And mm-hmm. so that made me keep coming reluctantly a little bit. Um, and also excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more and more I went, I realized, Oh crap. They're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. I do like control. I do. Um, I am afraid to talk about my feelings because I know that it's going to get like bulldozed or it's going to, but that's not the outcome of me doing what I'm doing. Like if I want to, if I'm going to tell my feelings about something, the outcome of that is not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think we put a lot of weight on like, if I do this, then all of this is happening. So I'm not going to do it. But then that, kind of defines your character in the end. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just it taught me a little bit more about what is my responsibility and what isn't. Because I think for a long yeah. time, I took on a lot of responsibility. And I think 
there was a little pride there in like I got this covered and mm-hmm. also it was exhausting and I yeah. I do believe in some cases it turned into making me sick physically mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, my body took it on and so um yeah one one way I like to think of recovery instead of like the the form of addiction like oh I'm not the problem somebody right. else is the problem but really recovery is taking back something that was taken or uh that you lost Mm -hmm. and so that's good moving forward in that like okay what was taken from me or what have I lost that I know is the true Annie Mm. or or that I know my true Annie to be yeah and like am I generous am I kind am I understanding do I listen like if any of those are no's then something was taken or I lost something. Yeah. Mm. And so doing the work around that um, really made me realize like, okay, yeah, I I probably had some manipulation in there in some form to get him to do what I needed him to do, or I probably controlled things, or I probably um, enabled him to do some of the things because I didn't want to look at it and like tell my feelings or yeah. uh, let him know that like, he can knock me down or that yeah. this can affect me or um that's so good yeah because yeah. i think often in situations like you guys have have been in, in in relationships like you've been in like it's just so easy to say well my so-and-so is in recovery mm-hmm. and like we like to talk about how everything we do affects other people and you know a relationship is not just one person but when it comes to this like like you have an active role in it as much as Adam does. And like, and through that you, you, it sounds like you've found the things that you've contributed, you know, that have whatever, you know, like I, I think that's such a beautiful thing. And yeah. And, and often we're not ready to receive that part of it. Well, there's a lot of stories I hear where it's, um, just the person who's in the recovery room with me in Mm -hmm. recovery and they're not, uh, I'll say, they're not the main reasons. I mean, we're all in those rooms for probably a million other reasons than what we consider yeah. our spouse or, you know, the person that we say got us into those rooms. But I will say a lot of the, a lot of those stories, um, I hear that the other partner um, is not in recovery. And I don't know how. I don't know how that function happens, mm. to be honest. Like, I don't, I am beyond grateful that we're both in recovery because yeah. if we weren't, I don't know, I don't know how that works. I, I was just going to say the same thing. I haven't lived it and I, it seems insane. It seems like sanity could never exist even though if you're doing your work, you can, you can have that sanity mm, come yeah. about. Um, yeah. I, it, it's all based around a higher power too. Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to interrupt. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. I, I hear so many times, you know, because um, I, you know, I was very open in those meetings, those first three months sharing about our struggles. And, you know, now I'm telling about our day date and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And there's so many guys who are like, man, I've been in these rooms for 20 years and my wife still hasn't been to one. And it's just wow. so, so inspiring what. You know, like I hear about so many stories yeah. of guys being kicked to the couch yeah. or going having to go get an apartment, and them, you know, 
the other person that co-created this with them isn't participating. Well, and that's what's so important, I think, that, right. it, that you're saying, you guys, is that like even using that word co-created this, like that's such a yep. profound oh, way absolutely. to look at we it. Messed, we made the mess together. Yeah, that's right. and like for anyone who's listening who is in a relationship with someone they love who is in active addiction or in recovery, like what a beautiful invitation for you to go and, and participate in that in your own recovery. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think, I mean, I, I don't hear that talked about no. often. Yeah. And I, Not I just often think, enough anyway, yeah, I just sure. think that's such a huge, huge part of the equation. And you guys have like done that so beautifully. Which is a, and it's a and huge it's, part of why you're where you're Yeah, I was just right going to say, it's, yeah. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is it's, I mean, it's going to pull the best out of you. Like, yeah. it's it's pulled us closer together. Like, yeah. it's made us. Mm-hmm. Which is what you guys ultimately desired. Yeah. yeah. We, wa- we wanted connection. We just had all these barriers in the way and right. safety mechanisms that didn't allow us to actually have connection. Now mm-hmm. we have all these new tools yeah. and new ways to communicate that we, like, we daily connect. <laughs> we have, yeah. we, like, actually hear each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another point to make is, uh, you know, in those rooms you hear stories about, you know, this wasn't the outcome that they chose. Mm. And so it's just another thing that I'm reminded of how grateful, like, we both, in the end, chose each other. And we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. We both could have parted ways and still been doing our own work individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is is very easy to get caught up in but uh just another thing to be grateful Mm -hmm. for through recovery like or through those rooms is like it allowed i believe between that and um god i mean really making strides Mm -hmm. in our lives like that's the decision that was made i didn't make that decision yeah (laughs) he made the decision for me and i made the decision for him in terms of like we were doing our own, we were staying on our side of the street. We were doing our own work. And by seeing those, mm-hmm. that progress, it was like, oh, I'm getting to see yeah. the real. I think Adam puts it, he said, I've been trying to change my wife for, oh, so, go yeah, ahead, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you say it. <laughs> so after, after that dinner, that first time I got to see her again, you know, she tells me all these things she's doing now. She's lost weight. She's all these things, right? And I go to my meeting the next day and I'm like, I've been spending 10 years trying to tell this woman that she needs the, all the work she needs to do. And the one month that I tell her she, I, I don't communicate with her and don't tell her what she needs to get done, she starts it's doing done. it. That's awesome. So yeah. it's, I just, it's not my place, you know, yeah. like she's growing at her pace and I'm growing at my pace um, and we have to accept it. Well, and we, we keep it an open dialogue that like last night I had a bad cheat meal. And I had a lot of shame around it. Mm. And we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And Whereas before, the shame would just build and build. And, and then I would just, something I used to give, you know, I would have the bad cheat meal. Then I'd be like, well, I did that. I might as well have an extra beer. I did that. I, might as well. yeah. I would just let it perpetually build. And then I'm back in the ditch. And instead, I did it. It's over. Today, I get a new day. And we talked about it. Mm. And, you know. So good. Back to the grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of the questions that we got over the weekend was, mm-hmm. um, h- how do you how do you get a fifty year old person who doesn't think they need to change? How do you get them to go to therapy? And I'm just thinking about all those people, Annie, that are in the room with you, mm-hmm. who their person is not in recovery. Yeah. You know, that might be their process of like them starting the work 
and yeah. the person, the other person saying, oh my gosh, like, but even being willing at, to start the yeah. work without it hinging yeah. on whether the other person ever does. Yeah. Or because not, right? even if you end the marriage, you know, yeah. wherever you go, there you are Yeah, and you're bringing, you're still bringing that stuff with you. That's right. And yeah, you know, that's a great point. So when I would say I would give mad props to those who can enter recovery on their own, knowing that their spouse is not, mm. because I'll be honest in our, like the only thing that was keeping me in that three month separation was my word. Mm. Yeah. Like I find myself to be a loyal person and I hold strong to like, if I agree to something or if I say something, I'm going to follow through on it. That was the only thing keeping me in a, in the marriage during that three months in the beginning, I mm-hmm. should say towards the end, it was my choice. Um, yeah that allowed me to continue it. But in, I lost my train of thought, but it was, um, in those rooms, the, the fact that they're doing their work when they come home, like we've had this situation before where I was, something happened work related to Adam and it affected me more than it affected him. Mm. And I, I missed out on like a big opportunity, yeah. good paying job. And I was just like, okay, well, when's our, when is our win? Like, mm-hmm. when is it time for our win? And I, I wasn't mad at God. I was just like, why present this opportunity if you're not going to do anything with it? Mm. And so, um, in the end, it actually formed this new business that Adam now has, but he didn't know he had that desire until that opportunity came along. So I see it now. I well, laugh and, about it. And even that whole scenario, like typically I would have felt like a failure because I wasn't providing for our family. She was reacting. You know, she was having a lot of emotions around it. I'd get defensive mm-hmm. and then it would turn into a fight. So yeah. then we, then we'd both feel lonely, right? Mm-hmm. Be, because I would feel like I'm not, I'm inadequate, unworthy, alone and afraid. And she, you know, would be, where she's at. And instead I, I, I got the text. I didn't get it. I sat there for two minutes. I didn't say anything. And I just felt, I was like, that sucks. Yeah. And then I shared it with her and I kind of was able to process it way differently rather than like, mm. this is my worth. This is, mm. you know, my identity. Yeah. And I gave it to her. I told her and she, it was a whole evening thing for her to really yeah. walk through it. Yeah. But I was able to be present with her. Mm. I gave her options. Like she was really wanting a, a certain shake from Chick-fil-A that she goes to when she's in comfort zone. And, I was, comfort I, and I was like, maybe the chocolate chip cookie, sh- whatever, Oreo shake isn't the best solution to deal with this. So maybe we should try praying or meditating. Mm-hmm. And and we I think we did one of those. And, and it the, was that work yeah. that he did that mm-hmm. allowed me to come back to my work. That's so and good. My work. That's and awesome. so, so good. Yeah, when you... Um, being in it alone, you know, I could have, even though I'm in active recovery and doing my side, I could have easily spiraled down had he not been in recovery himself, even though I know, you know, my work still needs to stand for me. And so just having that companion, that even that partnership in recovery, Mm -hmm. it's such a big difference. Mm. And so for those who are not willing or (laughs) never thought that it was for them, all I have to say is try it. Why not? Like what is all you have to do if you come out of that room and you're like, nope, not for me. Okay. It's just an hour of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And if you notice one little spark of curiosity in this, in the, in those rooms, 
then you just changed your life course. Like yeah, it's, so good, it yeah. could be such a difference. Uh, it's like compound interest. Like mm. <laughs> it's a little change over a long time. That's going to be that, mm, that it, setup for your that, character uh, in your life. It's that boat analogy. Like if you, you know, you're coming from Europe all the way to America. And if you just change your wheel just by one degree, you go in a, you land in you a completely land different direction. Yeah. If one day you just do one little switch, you know, you mm-hmm. choose the smoothie instead of the it's whatever. the long game. It's the long yeah, game. It's the long game. And but we're set up to want it in the short that's right. short game, which which is, is that's what leads to so much disappointment. Yeah, that's why I'm still in recovery because every day you want it to be the short game. Yeah, and, and it's it just not, isn't. Yeah, well, you know, I think too part of what was, I mean. Obviously, you guys doing the work and diving into it is, is the, is where the success from your guys' story right now. But you know, you had you were doing uh, marriage counseling together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you each had individual counselors. Yep, we were going you, to refuge center. Yep, and you we were still doing are. your recovery work, right? And then and then the work that we the three of us did together. So mm-hmm. you had a team of people around you helping us right yeah and i think oftentimes we kind of put our head down and think oh we can just do it by ourselves and you know some people make it that way but i i think there's a lot of missed relational opportunities and just depth Mm -hmm. uh when that happens so there's an accountability to it there's i mean the community aspect of it i mean it's just an understanding behind it that maybe nobody else quite gets and times when you guys feel like man we want to quit like just even having somebody encourage or just holding your shoulders holding your arms up for you when all of your hope is gone there's somebody else that's like i got a little bit of hope left for you so Mm -hmm. that's right you have to keep going because i haven't failed yet yeah (laughs) that's so So good good. yep well you guys are so (laughs) brave i mean i just think brave just keeps coming to mind Mm because it's like it's it's hard it's hard work what you've done um, Thank you. individually Thanks. and together and to face some of the things that you faced and to, to yeah. swallow the pride when you've had to swallow the pride and to, to be open and vulnerable and to even be willing to share your story with us and, and our listeners. And, you know, it's, it just takes a lot of courage. And so I just For think... Sure. I have a lot of re- mad respect for you guys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> thank you. So and, proud of you guys. And yeah. thank you guys for your help. And yeah. I want to also thank the the couple who allowed us to stay, for allowed me to stay in their rental uh, property in Franklin. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, and I, we are beyond grateful yeah. for that um, for that opportunity. And we know that it it may have it take. I think it took a little hit on what they could have been renting it out on. Um, so I want to... That just shows you how much generosity. you and how much people are yeah. behind you. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was a generosity love there. So thank so you. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being with us. May God continue to provide you with everything that you need and all the graces that you need to keep going in this, in this work that you're doing with Him. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. And yeah. listeners, if you, um, if this in any way, shape, or form motivated you to reach out and um, get the help that you might need in terms of recovery work, counseling, mentoring, spiritual direction, um, talking with Sam, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can, again, you can email Sam at sam at journeytn.com or me at Susie at journeytn.com. And um, we'd be glad to pray with you and and uh, 
help resource you for what you need. So thank you for joining us. If you liked this episode, if you enjoyed it, please screenshot it, share it with your friends and leave us a review wherever it is that you're listening. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.